You hear that, Logan? I do. It's all the freaks running to sit down to watch Rabbit Hole Recap. It's great to see you, freaks. What a week. What time to be alive. We meet here in this dirty corner of the internet. It's actually a pretty clean corner now. The SEC's here. It's cleaning things up. Matt and I talk about it. I don't think we'd describe it as cleaning up, but it's a shit show. A lot going on in the space. Breaking news on this rip. Updates from CEOs in the space. That's why you come here. We provide the signal. We get the breaking news. We get the insider information. I mean, the insider information. Like, we're not trading with the insider information. Are we, Logan? Are you? Are you? No, it's not insider. It's public on the show. This trip is brought to you by good friends at CoinKite. CoinKite's here. They build the best Bitcoin hardware in the space. I'm rubbing my block clock right now. Have you ever rubbed your block clock, Logan? No, I'm not weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. It's not a rubbing product. It's a looking product. You look at it. It gives you great stats on the Bitcoin network. You set it up. It's a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing piece of hardware. Keeps you updated on what's going on in Bitcoin. That's just one thing. That's just like the fun things that CoinKite makes. They're very fun. They're very cool. They also make the best security hardware in the Bitcoin space. Their wallets, the MK4 and the Q1, both come with two secure elements. Uh, both are NFC enabled. Both allow you to create private public key pairs offline in an air gap fashion. So your private keys never touch the internet. You can add entropy to your private key with dice rolls as well with both products. Bit different. MK4 looks like a little calculator. The Q1 is a full keyboard device with a bigger screen, uh, QR scanning capabilities, uh, and it has a battery pack as well. Again, the most secure hardware on the market allows you to create your private public keys in an air gap fashion. It's the best way to do it. Adding entropy to it as well. Eliminate single points of failure. Cold card helps you do that with their hardware by keeping your stuff offline. They also have the SATS card, the tap signer, the SATS chip, a bunch of things. Go check it out at coinkite.com. Try RHR. Just try it. Tell me what happens. Nobody's told us, Logan. Have you tried it? Uh, I have not. Have you tried it? I have not. Maybe it's on me. Maybe I should go try it. This trip is also brought to you by our good friends at Unchained. We talk about them in this episode. They're doing it the right way. They're a financial institution of the future, building their whole company off of Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties. They have their Vault product, which is a two or three multi-sig, which you hold two keys. Unchained holds one. Since you have those two keys, you control your Bitcoin. You can move it whenever you see fit. If you're ever in a pinch and need Unchained to be the second in the two or three multi-seat quorum, the second signature, they're there for you. Uh, they have the trading desk, where if you buy Bitcoin through their trading desk, it goes straight to that vault that you set up. So there's no pulling out keys, wallets, addresses. You buy Bitcoin, it goes straight to your multi-seat cold storage vault. Single points of failure are eliminated in that model. Unchained never holds the Bitcoin. You don't buy it on Unchained and sits on exchange. No, you buy it, goes straight to your multi-seat cold storage whether you're an individual, high net worth individual, a family office, an institution, a sovereign wealth fund looking to buy Bitcoin, hit up Unchained Trading Desk. Go to unchained.com slash trading to check it out and enjoy this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Okay.
You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Is everybody all right out there? There's a lot of people freaking out this week. I'm, a, I'm all right. Are you all right? I'm all right. Thriving. I would actually say thriving right now. You're thriving. You came out swinging. Got a nice shirt on today. You heard it here first. Marty's actually wearing a nice shirt. It's the uh, it's the meme. The guy in the the hot spring, moisturized, content, unbothered. It's easy I love to, that meme. It's one of my favorite memes. It's a great meme. It's easy to be unbothered when it's how I it's how oh. I try and live my life. Yeah, unbothered. All this shit's going on. My Bitcoin is held in keys that I control. Yeah, the price might be down a little bit, but I don't have uh, too much counterparty risk. I am my counterparty. So what did we say? Is this the sixth episode, Logan, that is titled The Bank Runs Continue this year? We, we Last year? We titled it six episodes ago, The Bank Runs Continue. So maybe third or fourth, I would imagine. Well, I'm I'm banking on at least five more episodes we can use this title for by the year's end. I would. But I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case either. What Marty said is absolutely is absolutely correct and it's something that we have uh banged the drum on here. I wish you had a soundboard where you could bang a drum right now. Uh where we bang the drum here I, on Rabbit Hole Recap for years which is not your keys, not your coin. And you want to hold custody yourself. Bitcoin gives you the ability. Bitcoin provides us all the ability to hold our own Bitcoin securely. Um, ideally offline. And the time to do that is not when everyone is panicking. The time to do that is, you know, the best time to hold your own keys is yesterday. The second best time is today. Um, but the rug pulls will continue not just in the Bitcoin world, uh, they will continue in the fiat world as well um, until most people self-custody. That is the path to hyper-Bitcoinization. Yeah. It's a path filled with a lot of hard lessons, a lot of rugs. People getting rugged. A lot of rugs. It's been happening for the better part of 14 years now. It will continue to happen. So people learn their lessons. We have a lot to talk about. Obviously, big topics of the week are the SEC coming out and filing formal complaints against Binance and Coinbase. Uh, the complaints are different across the two exchanges, and we'll get into the nuances of the individual complaints. But before we do that, as we always do, let's just jump right into Clark's dashboard to get a state of the network. The current price of Bitcoin is currently... The current price is currently, the current price is 26,465 cuck bucks. One cuck buck is going to get you 3,779 sats. We are sitting at a 513.3 billion cuck buck market cap. We are block height 793,436. We are 
868 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, which is estimated to be on June 14th, which should be next Wednesday, central time here in Austin, Texas. As of right now, it's estimated to be a negative 0.4% adjustment. That is because blocks have been coming in at 10 minutes and two seconds on average, two seconds above the 10 minute target. There are currently 62,118 transactions in Clark's mempool. Did you catch that, Matt? Um, I mean, you shouldn't be checking Clark's mempool. Well, uh, now I'm going to mempool.space. Wiz's mempool has... Because Clark's mempool is just maxed out. Yes, but we do have some mempool clearing going on. We're currently at 257,304 transactions in mempool.space's mempool. I think Wiz would take uh, some offense to you calling it his mempool. There's many I think Wiz, Wiz proudly, I think Wiz proudly calls it his own mempool, but if you say uh, so. But if you look at the memory usage, that's down to 885 megabytes per 300 megabytes. Right, so the, the average node has a mempool cap. Every node has its own mempool, which you can think of as a wait list of transactions to enter the Bitcoin uh, ledger, the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, that cap by default is 300 megs. Um, and as Marty said, right now, there's about 800 megs of transactions waiting. Um, so that's over 2x uh, a standard mempool, right? So Clark has got his on the default. Clark has, I said over, but Clark has, uh, that's that's how, I, that's how I do my RHR math. I've got to do big generality generalizations big so rounding don't have big rounding um but yeah so that's why clark's number will always be pretty stagnant uh, as long as mempools uh, remain over that 300 uh, meg default yes and if you've been paying attention to mempool.space's mempool that's been over a gigabyte uh, the size of their mempool has been over a gigabyte for weeks now now it's currently under again sitting at around 800 and 85 megabytes back to clark's mempool or excuse me clark's dashboard his mempool is now reading 62,741 transactions but last stat of the dashboard is samurai's unspent capacity which is currently sitting at 7,656.38 bitcoin that's an unspent value of 202.7 million cut bucks that is the state of the network difficulty coming in difficulty adjustment excuse me coming in next week so be prepared for that next Wednesday. Looks relatively flat right now. We'll see how that adjusts. Obviously, the price has been going down, so that can affect miner profitability. So some miners may turn off if they're very reflexive to profitability at any given point in time. Um, but yeah, let's get to the big news. SEC. Gary Gensler coming in, swinging his dick. Two complaints filed. One against Binance, one against Coinbase. Binance is a bit more robust. I believe the complaint uh, is about offering unregistered securities. Uh, it's funny they call them complaints. Yeah. Uh, unregistered. They, like, they have a lot more teeth than complaints, right? Yeah, we let like, me finish. We let me finish, then we can get on to like, the teeth. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I have my complaints with their terminology. I know. There's a lot of complaints to go around. We'll talk about them. Unregistered securities, commingling of funds, and spoof trading. 
I believe is what Binance is being accused of by the SEC. And then Coinbase is being charged or complained. SEC is levying a complaint <laughs> about unregistered securities, but it's similar to Kraken where it's solely focused on their staking product, I believe. It's not just their staking product. It's also for selling unregistered securities. I thought it was just staking. Could be wrong. Didn't like they listed, they went to like Coinbase's website and they listed, uh, they went to like tradable assets and they basically just wrote down every asset besides Bitcoin and ETH. That was on the first page of tradable. What do you have up? Coinbase or Binance? That's right Coinbase now, he has up. All right, let me pull this up. Should be in the show notes. Let's get our facts right here. We don't want to... Operating an unregistered national securities exchange, brokerage, and clearing, clearing agency. agency. As well as failing to register the offer and sale of its crypto assets staking as a service. Yeah, okay, it's so both. Sta- it's both. It's both. Okay. I was wrong. So they basically got hit by pretty much the same thing. Well, but Binance got additional things that they got hit with. Because yeah, Binance trading. is essentially a shadow bank. Yeah. Um, so this is something causing a lot of stir on Twitter. I guess to break it down, we've been warning about this for years. The SEC has postured saying, Hey, it's likely that you're offering unregistered securities to your customers. We're going to act, we're going to act slowly, but when we do act, we will act, um, with aggression, which seems to have come this week. And that sparked the big debate to a lot of people are claiming that Bitcoin maximalists are quote unquote Bitcoin maximalists. I hate the term, uh, but it has been, we're not all the same. We are not all the same. Um, People are taking like, we're dancing on graves saying, I told you so Uh, we did tell you so some people are, (laughs) some people are, but I don't know. My perspective is uh, I do believe in free markets. I do believe people should be able to trade these assets if they want to. I don't think it's a good idea. I also don't think uh, it's morally, I think it's morally reprehensible for a lot of these shitcoin exchanges to offer these assets to retail. Uh, Nonetheless, free markets should be able to. With that being said, the law does exist. The SEC does have securities laws. We do live, whether you like it or not, in a country with laws particularly laws around securities offering and trading and custodying. And we've been saying for years that uh, it's pretty obvious that a lot of these crypto exchanges, particularly Coinbase and Binance in this particular instance, have been offering and allowing their customers to trade these unregulated securities, the unregistered securities. And it was only a matter of time before the SEC stepped in. They stepped in this week. Matt, what's your take? No, I mean, I, I I pretty much agree with everything you said. Uh, first and foremost, the SEC can go fuck themselves. Uh, they pretend to care about they they pretend that they're protecting consumers, right? But they're, they don't care about protecting consumers at all. Um, that is not that is not the end goal. The end goal is control. Um, I do agree with you that you know people if they want to get wrecked and they they want to trade shit. Uh, that's their prerogative. They'll learn the hard way and lose their money. Um, 
I will say that this was obviously coming for a while. And, you know, it's interesting, right? Because Binance is the juggernaut, right? Binance is, has been absolutely crushing everybody else in terms of actual usage and volume um, and users globally. And that has mostly been by breaking U.S. regulation. This has been very obvious for a while. The question was, how will U.S. regulators uh, attack them and choose to attack them? Which agency is going to do it? How it looks? All these different things. Um, they had this separate entity, Binance.us, that is being targeted as well right now, which is not surprising. Um, to the to the level they're going at it is also not surprising, but they're actually trying to freeze assets of Binance.us. Um you know, we'll see how that works out in practice. But the important thing here is I, I think the industry has completely lost the plot, right? And the, the plot is is if 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 people could ask um if we if we could just ask for there not to be corruption in our government and not you know for for us to have a money that doesn't get debased, a money that doesn't get censored, um for there not to be, you know, complete crony capitalism throughout every element of the different institutions we rely on, then you wouldn't need Bitcoin in the first place, right? Like the whole point of Bitcoin is to be resistant to this kind of pressure. Um, and the whole point of any any of these tools in the space should be um, that they're resistant to any kind of control, whether that's a centralized entity, um, whether, you know, whether that's a company, an individual or a government. And most of the tools in the space are not that way, at least in the in the broader "quote unquote" crypto industry. Um, and it unfortunately appears that the only way people will realize this again is if they get attacked, right? If 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 and at, at first, you know, it's interesting because we kind of get like a little dry run. If you're a Bitcoiner and you're not. You know, if if you're one of our listeners, for the most part, if you're in, you know, if you listen to Rabbit Hole Recap for years, you're probably not trading shit coins, period. Um, you're probably not holding shit coins. You're probably just staying humble and stacking sats. And as a result, you know, we're not part of this brunt of this first attack from the government. Um, and it's a little bit of a dry run, but the expectation should be that uh, there will be more and more government pressure on Bitcoin as well as the shit coins um, and Bitcoin should, and the tools that we rely on should become more robust as a result of it. And it, it's almost like you, you need this type of situation where it's like iron sharpens iron, where you don't really, people don't respect the weaknesses that are inherent in any kind of system until there is actual pressure happening. But this twofold hit at the same time is, is really intriguing to me, right? Which is, you know, they hit Binance, which is essentially a shadow bank, operates outside of U.S. financial regulations. We know f U.S. financial regulators fucking hate that. You know, they went after BitMEX. Um, they've gone after many other entities. They went after, you know, before Bitcoin or like early days of Bitcoin, they went after Liberty Reserve. Um, there's been many cases. They went after WikiLeaks when WikiLeaks was just taking donations. Um, they went after the U.S. gambling companies. Uh, by cutting off their financial access. They went after OnlyFans relatively recently by cutting off uh, financial access uh, to OnlyFans. So this should be expected, but it's interesting that, they, so they, they go for Binance, but then also, you know, Coinbase is like the completely regulatory moded, captured, corrupt, embedded uh, broker dealer in America, right? Like they helped 
craft a bit license. They made sure they got into the bit license. Their whole strategy has kind of been like the Uber strategy, right? Which is you kind of push through the laws, you break the laws, you bring the regulators inside, and then you kind of try and pull up the ladder behind you so that no competitors are able to compete because the regulations get too burdensome. But you have a team of 500 lawyers and you're already there in existence and you're a public company and you're able to get around it. The fact that they hit Coinbase at the same time uh, is really interesting, but also the same, like, I wonder what that looks like. Do they just get end up getting like slapped with a fine? Do they actually delist a bunch of these uh, shit coins? Do they stop the staking services? And then on top of all of that, the interesting thing to me is, um, and we've been saying this for a while and people I still don't think appreciate it, uh, Ethereum's proof of stake system is extremely vulnerable to government pressure and it should be interesting and, and a lot of a lot of people are staking with regulated exchanges a lot of people are staking with binance and a lot of people are staking with coinbase um and right now eth has been kind of left out of this of, of these complaints of these are they lawsuits they're lawsuits right i think they're of lawsuits these complaints. um cz has been requested to show up in person in dc within 30 days in response to this complaint. So, yeah, I mean, they are lawsuits. At the There's end no it. way he does. You don't think so? I think, look, you know, the only good advice, time. the only good advice is to stay humble with stack sets. Like, no one really knows how things play out. You should hold your own keys. You know, as Marty said, you should sit in the little spring, like, comfortable, moisturized, at peace in your own world, holding your own keys, running your own node. Um, and all of this is, is mostly noise, right? Like no one knows which custodians will fail. Um, no one knows which custodians will fail because of government pressure. No one knows which custodians will fail because they were committing fraud. Um, but with all that said, I mean, I think CZ has been, you know, this, he's, he's aware that this was his main threat for since 2017. Oh, we just lost Matt. Where'd he go? Don't know where Matt went. I'll pick up where he dropped out, which is CZ has known that this is the biggest threat is the U.S. regulatory environment. Where'd you go? I don't know. Did they they try to stop the signal? Yeah, they'll do that. I was picking up where you left off. Uh, CZ's known this since 2017. I think it's important for any of the relatively new freaks to get some background. And I actually discussed this um, earlier this morning too, which is interesting. So like Binance was birthed out of a void that was created when Poloniex and Bittrex were forced to uh, thrust KYC AML on their users and collect a bunch of personal identifying information. And that was the trend for, I guess, 2013 to 2017, is you'd have these exchanges pop up, these crypto exchanges where people could trade. Uh, they'd pop up. You wouldn't have to do any KYC AML. You just create an account with your email address, load up some Bitcoin, go trading on your way. And then eventually the exchange will get to an extent where uh, it was so large that it drew the ire of regulatory bodies. And they said, hey, you have to start collecting information. They would do that. And then uh, their users would leave to another exchange that popped pop up, up. Yeah. in their wake. Um, so Binance was a product of Poloniex and Bittrex following this theme, but it's an interesting case study because they, I think they were like really the last one because they did it. 
they got really big. They threw KYCAML, and then everybody just stayed there. N nobody really came in their wake to fill that void of no KYCAML. Yeah, I mean, Binance has done even more fucked up than that because they do shotgun KYC where they were just, you know, stopping people from withdrawing unless they did KYC after they were already on the platform. Um, but yeah, I mean, even so for more context there, like CZ was formerly running OKCoin. Um, I don't know if he was running and like was okay like underling at OKCoin. OKCoin still exists. Uh, but at the time, like they were they were massive. They were like one of the largest um, unregulated. The, the OKC wood chipper uh, trading was a big bucket shops. Yeah, they let, let, let you trade with leverage, uh, very high leverage. People just send Bitcoin in and just lose it. Um, but the point is, is what point am I trying to make here? I don't know. The point I'm trying to make here is a lot of people are comparing him to SBF and FTX. And it's completely different. Like SBF was a complete fiat maxi. Uh, he came into the space running hot, uh, played all these different fucking games. You know, with with CZ, CZ has always known what the end game was, in my opinion. I think CZ has done a lot of unethical shit. Um, but like to expect him to not have a massive bag of Bitcoin um, and to be ready for this fight would I think would be foolhardy. Like that's what I, I expect to happen. Um, but uh, it should be interesting to see how I play it. I still would not, you know, you shouldn't be holding BNB. I've said that many times. Uh, you shouldn't be holding anything on Binance, period. Um, and, and then the Coinbase side is a completely different side, right? Like they've been going for this regulatory capture mode. They have like... Uh, I don't know. They have like a bunch of ex legislatures, regulators and shit, like a bunch of corrupt politicians have joined them and they have like major financial institutions are like buying their stock and owning equity in their company and shit. Like on that side, I just wonder once again, shouldn't keep any money on Coinbase. I, I think all the custodians right now are super risky to be in. Um, but it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different of a situation. And I know some of you might have seen my tweet that said there's three bank runs going on right now, uh, Binance, Coinbase, and Prime Trust. And I know uh, Prime Trust is not a bank. It's a holding trust institution or whatever. Um, the point is, is that people are freaking out and withdrawing money. Uh, a bank run doesn't necessarily mean the bank goes down. Uh, if they actually have reserves, they won't go down. Uh, but the observation is that people are panicking and withdrawing. And uh, that's, an, you know, an expected observation. Like that is exactly what happens in these situations when people get concerned. Um, the panic starts to spread and, and people start pulling money. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it, on Binance specifically, we saw prices go up on across most of the uh, quote unquote crypto assets they had, uh, including Bitcoin, which is what you see in these types of panic situations. Cause it's way easier to get Bitcoin withdrawals out. Um, than it is to do a U.S. dollar withdrawal. Yeah, and so that's where a lot of the speculation around Prime Trust is deriving from is with Binance U.S. particularly was using Prime Trust, I think, for U.S. dollar on and offboarding to the exchange and that premium on Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies signals that they're having trouble on the dollar side of things, so people are pouring money into Bitcoin and the other crypto assets. I hate that I just said crypto assets. The other altcoins um, driving up the shit price. Coins. <laughs> the shit coins on the 
on the exchange. Um, so, the, yeah, I mean, that rumor started spreading last night uh, that Prime Trust is on the verge of bankruptcy. Let me be clear. It's just a rumor. I have no idea. Uh, well, Prime Trust, we've been doing Prime Trust Death Watch for months now. Yes, we have. But <laughs> it is just a rumor at this point. People are, many companies in the space are pulling their funds off with Bitcoin and dollars. Uh, we'll see what happens. The rumor is that they're uh, in need of some emergency funding. And if they don't get it, uh, they're liable or they may go bankrupt by, by Monday. Um, who knows? We'll see if that happens. We'll have to wait till Monday or maybe not uh, to see if that happens. I've but... heard. Go ahead. I've heard some people that I trust have told me that there will be positive news about Prime Trust after our show ends. Um, which is obviously very convenient that they waited. They're waiting till post RHR. Um, but uh, once again, don't trust, trust third parties are security holes. Um, yeah, but Prime Trust is a very common backend that a lot of different exchanges and brokerages use. Uh, Swan has used it historically. Strike has used it historically. Fold has used it historically. Bitrix has used it historically. Binance US has used it. Okay, um, okay, coin has used it. Okay, X are they different? I don't think so. Okay, X is the one, they're two different entities, but it's the same company. Same parent company one yeah. is international, one is, yeah, yeah. So be aware. Um, and then separately, uh, I mean, the Swan guys are saying that they moved to Fortress Trust. I think we covered that last week. Uh, yeah. Fortress Trust for the fiat stuff and then BitGo for the Bitcoin stuff. Uh, Fortress Trust, I think we mentioned this last week, is was founded by the Prime Trust founders after they left Prime Trust. Um but I'm seeing a lot of like mixed messages there because they're saying like withdrawals are were, withdrawals were down during the transition period, and now they're saying withdrawals are back up. But like the people I talk to, their withdrawals aren't processing, um, which is like not great to see when withdrawals are not processing. Period. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully that that transition is is smooth and uh hopefully anyone who's been having trouble getting withdrawals out have learned a lesson in terms of you know not keeping any kind of significant funds with a custodian period um we've talked about strike in the past i believe strike's going to release some comms but strike uh migrated off of prime trust is my understanding um and then fold um i've my basic understanding is that fold has very minimal exposure to prime trust and is obviously not is mostly a rewards company. Um, so I don't think they have much user balances in general, but once again, not trying to Roger Vermont Gox here, um, hold your own keys, learn how to do it. It's not as hard as you think it is. You can fucking drive a car. You can hold your own keys. You I can like hold that. your own Bitcoin. If you can drive a car at 80 um, miles an hour on the highway, you can hold your own keys. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say like, even if you can drive a car and not kill yourself at like 50 miles an hour, you can probably hold your own keys. Now the people that never go over the speed limit, they might have some issues. Um, but if you just like, if you, if you feel comfortable behind the wheel of a car, it's fucking what they're heavy fucking vehicles. 
It's like pretty crazy. That's like the last bastion of personal responsibility we have in the society is driving a vehicle. Uh, and, and what was my other example? Raising children. Every mother out there can hold their own keys. That's way more complicated. That is way, 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 way more complicated than, than holding Bitcoin yourself. You're telling me keeping a human um, alive is easy, is harder than writing down 12 words. <laughs> what? You know, it's, it's definitely more complicated than driving as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I think most people just, they need to actually realize the need uh, to actually, like we figure out complicated things in our lives on a daily basis because we have to figure it out. And people have just been groomed into like trusting custodians. And as these custodians fail and as people get rugged by institution after institution, whether that is, you know, exchanges in Bitcoin land, whether that's custodial lightning wallets or whether that's your local bank, uh, as people get rugged by institutions, they will learn that they have no choice but to take personal responsibility. And then they will realize that they they have what it takes to make it happen. Like, just try it. Get your feet wet. Get your hands dirty and practice and get comfortable. I think you unwittingly just birthed the meme. We just got to call the exchanges groomers. Okay, groomer. Trying to get people to hold their assets on your exchange. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll work. Nobody wants to be associated with a groomer, you know? Get, get your coins off. They're grooming you into complacency. But bringing this back... It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, bringing this back to the, the point I made earlier, which is like the dancing on the graves, which a lot of Bitcoiners are doing. I've been a bit apprehensive to do that because I think uh, you'd be naive to think that this type of enforcement action or this aggression by the government towards crypto will be inoculated within the cryptoverse and it won't come for Bitcoin. I actually think what we're seeing now could be... Of course be, it's going to come for Bitcoin. Yeah, I think what we're seeing right now is just a clearing of the brush to get things in order there before they come to attack Bitcoin. And there was a little canary in the coal mine uh, yesterday or the day before uh, from Gary Gensler. Logan, if you want to pull up that clip, we have a clip here from Gary on CNBC. And I think what he said during this particular interview, again, is a canary in the coal mine that people should really be taking seriously. He was very careful with his words here. I read your Binance. I cannot understand how anyone can assign a value to crypto. It seems entirely predicated on the greater fool theory. Do you disagree? Look, we as an agency are meant to be merit neutral, Jim. There's a lot of questions. There's 10 to 20,000 tokens. Actually, in the Coinbase uh, uh, complaint, we note that they have, through the Coinbase wallet, you can trade 16,000 different tokens. And there's a lot of debate as to the use cases and whether there's any there, there. Look, we don't need more uh, digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. It's called the euro. It's called the yen. They're all digital right now. We already have digital investments. And you, you have digital, you have entrepreneurs representing digital investments on this program all day long. And it's, it's whether it's the big tech companies. Incredible. Yeah, so that part there, we already have digital currencies, the digital dollar, the digital euro, the digital yen. I think that's the canary in the coal mine where Bitcoin is a digital currency and it does compete. You don't even need that, though. 
You don't, but I think like it's it's so fucking obvious. It's 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 been obvious for years. Like how can the the so-called then they fight us stage? We have barely scratched the fucking surface of it. Agree. Like it, it, like every, that's that's what pisses you know not pisses me off, but it's like there has been a decent amount from Bitcoiners, some that I respect that have essentially been cheering on government attacking people. Um, and, and the end, like it's just going to age really poorly. It's, it's uh, the end game is attacking Bitcoin. And the thing is, is like, okay, so what if, some, some government officials in a room decided on classifications and, and deemed that Bitcoin is, is not a security. They'll figure out another way to attack Bitcoin. And I think Bitcoin will be robust against it. But as an American, like I would prefer if my own government was not trying to stop me from choosing which money I want to use. Right. And it's 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 gonna get messy before it gets before hyper Bitcoinization. The process of hyper Bitcoinization is gonna be messy as fuck. Mandibles than hyper Bitcoinization. I was going to say, I completely agree. I don't know if it has to go full mandibles. I know you, but the point you made, <laughs> you haven't even the read the book. Uh, you've read it to me essentially. Um, before you've brought up mandibles. Blue checks will record a four hour podcast instead of reading the mandibles. <laughs> they will, they will find a way to label Bitcoin, something that they then can go after. And I think this interview here, I think again, canary in the coal mine is Gensler sort of beginning to seed that thought into the minds of the masses and, and the government. We already have digital currencies. We don't need any others. And that's how they're going to attack Bitcoin at some point down the road. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, they'll do like, what's that meme? It's like, uh, how are we packaging it? Like yeah. protecting the children or terrorism or whatever. Like it's, yeah. it's relatively um, like the playbook is like relatively obvious. I just, the Bitcoin network is intentionally like the Bitcoin protocol is intentionally the censorship resistance is a priority. It is, it is built at the core uh, to resist government pressure. Uh, and that is why it's important for, for us as Bitcoiners to appreciate the fundamentals, to, to try and learn and how to use the tools to the best of our ability um, in this relatively quiet time. Uh, it's getting louder. It's getting louder. It be, yeah. It, like the government, the government, the government rugs and government attacks are coming. Um, this is kind of, I wouldn't even say it's the first shot. I mean, I, I've said many times, I think the main first shot was KYC on the on-ramps. Um, and that was incredibly effective. Um, but yeah, the corrupt government officials will figure out ways to attack Bitcoin and uh, doesn't really matter, you know, what their classifications are of things uh, because, you know, they'll figure out a way to to try and fuck us and try and fuck people that just want the freedom to choose which money they want to use. Um, which should be. And that's just the reality. That should be an inalienable, right? You should be able to choose the money that best suits your needs freely. It shouldn't have that decision forced on you by government. That's something, that's an idea that, again, is an inalienable right that the government can't take from you. But for some reason or another, in our modern world, people don't, number one, believe that, or number two, even understand it. 
they've been fish and water their whole lives and they expect that no the government dictates what our money is it's not not the case freaks as you know if you're here right now but going back to the government corruption and corrupt officials particularly i mean that's one thing where i sort of feel for the shit coiners because they have been like even though they're obviously trading these unregistered securities like we're gonna throw them a bone they have been asking for clarity and guidelines from the sec no that's why that's why I, there's no sympathy because that's the complete wrong if I you're agree. asking permission you've already fucking lost like that i agree that's, i agree that's with that where i have but like this is where they fell into no the sympathy. trap yeah but like they got dragged along it came out yesterday that excuse me gary gensler had like meetings with cz it was like asking to be added to their board in like 2019 or something like that um, he wanted to be an advisor he asked them the point i'm trying to make is everybody involved in this situation is an asshole uh binance they're all scammers coinbase the sec they're all scammers everyone's a scammer fuck the sec fuck binance fuck coinbase yes and there are there are, there are many of us that believe that yes many of us dozens of us the the thing that's frustrating marty is is it feels like you know bitcoin was created 14 years ago and it feels like blue check shit coiners are just realizing why censorship resistance is the priority and maybe that was always going to be the case like people just need to touch the stove like people need to touch the stove to figure out these things um and and realize that there's no shortcuts right you have to actually build the tools in a way to be censorship resistant otherwise they will be censored and that is the core of this whole discussion in my opinion um and why i'm grateful that bitcoin has been built out the way bitcoin is built out but that doesn't mean there won't be pain for bitcoiners that doesn't mean individuals will not be targeted i mean obviously me and you are public individuals in america um you know like i i would prefer i I love this country. You know, it's like I got a gun to my head. I love this country. I would I'd prefer <laughs> not Roger to get Barrett thrown right into on. the gulag. I'd prefer not to get thrown in the gulag by by my own government um, for, for frankly, doing absolutely nothing wrong. Um, and uh, that's kind of the trend that we're going towards. Um, when we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. But um, I don't think anyone should be surprised. I think... It has taken way longer than I expected. Also, we ha- we definitely should be touching on the fact that ETH was left off here. And I think that's because they know they need to be a little bit more calculated with ETH before they attack it. Um, so I, I would, anyone who is, uh, who thinks this is essentially a green light for ETH and ETH staking, they went after the staking, provi- the staking, uh, like uh, Coinbase providing staking services. Yeah, but I think the tech. Um, I think the technicality that attack there, is coming as well. The technicality with ETH staking is that the staking service, in and of itself, agnostic to the particular token that's being staked, they're they're defining the service as an unregistered security, um, of which ETH is just one of the offerings. The staking. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't gone after ETH specifically. It's interesting. I uh, look. I think on in the like short to medium term, a really good measure of whether or not a country is actually free. I mean, the freaks know. Marty always likes to ask, "Do we even live in a free country?" 
like a very good measure of whether or not a country is free is if they if if they don't try and stop you from uh, practicing your freedom of choosing which money you want. Uh, it's it's going to be a very clear signal on which countries are actually free and which countries are not. I think America is failing that test right now. I think it will fail the test even even further um, going down the line. Um, but yeah, and and on on in terms of rights, I mean, rights are just not not granted. They're taken and they're defended. Period. Um, if you have to ask someone's permission to do something, it's not actually a right. Yeah, we're cucked. Do you like being cucked? We need to take the right to choose the money that we want to use and say, no, literally Neo in the matrix. No, no, it's not happening. We're not letting you take this from us. You're destroying the dollar right in front of us. You're causing misery at home and abroad to protect the dollar dominance. I don't want to participate anymore. I don't want that blood money on my hands. I want an opt-in distributed scarce proof of work, monetary system that respects my private property, my freedom of speech, and that is opt-in, and that is peaceful, ultimately, at the end of the day. I don't want the, the cuckbuck blood money on my hands anymore. Is that so much to ask for? And are you really going to put a gun to my head and try to coerce me away from that? Who's the baddie here? Who's the baddie here? Are we the baddies? I like that. Uh, I don't think so. We can hear we can hear the siren on your side of the mic uh, while you're saying that. Yeah, my feed's about to cut out. It added to it. Um, we have Joshua in the comments saying tinfoil hat time. Um, I actually I agree with Joshua's. Uh, for the most part, I agree with the statement about. I mean, I'll just say what I what Read the I statement believe, and I, people can't hear. It. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's, it's like very clear. Government makes ETH validator. They offer benefits. Everyone uses it, and it centralizes CBDC. Um, I think I have a tweet from like four years ago or five years ago, where like that is essentially been my thesis, which is ETH becomes the de facto like KYC, fully KYC chain, um, and you know, everything that happens on the chain is essentially permissioned. Um, and it's, you know, your classic regulatory capture, regulatory moat um, practice. And, um, but obviously in that situation, um, you don't really get any freedom out of using it. And I think that has kind of been the soft strategy with KYC on the on-ramps. And I think governments are essentially coming to the conclusion that, you know, that only goes so far. Uh, once you're actually off the on-ramps, uh, if you're actually able to use Bitcoin in a censorship-resistant way, which you still are, um, they don't really have that much control and they're, they're going to go for more. It always comes down to control. Um, but on in ETHland, on ETH side, because of proof of stake, because um, very few people actually run nodes or use their own nodes, um, because censorship resistance hasn't been a priority, uh, it's much easier for them to capture and control. Um, and there's a lot of ETH stakeholders that would consider that a win, I think. So uh, that path, I don't think it's tinfoil hat. I think that's actually probably the most likely outcome. Yeah. Another thing that I would proof of stake too, there is a capital requirement too, to even be able to run a staking validator, which I believe is like 32 ETH. 
So that's out of reach for your average American. Yeah, I mean, at the core of a proof of stake, it requires permission because you have to actually buy into the system from someone who actually holds uh, ETH to begin with. With with proof of work, um, even if for some reason every Bitcoin holder, which never, this is like a theoretical whatever, but if every Bitcoin holder was like, I'm not going to sell you my Bitcoin, uh, you could still plug in a miner to internet and power and, and receive Bitcoin without permission. Um, and it's a fundamental difference there. Uh, that very few appreciate or understand. Yeah. Yeah. So the regulatory attacks are here. I'm predicting Binance US gets axed. Binance pays a fine. They operate offshore, playing the pirate game into the future. Coinbase will probably pay a big fine too. Um, I don't think much, if anything, will come from this other than big fines and press releases. Yeah, I mean, definitely on the Coinbase side, um, it just feels like everyone's just playing the corrupt game of politics. Uh, like Gary's upset with them, and they're trying to get a better deal. Coinbase is also let let us not forget that Coinbase has been selling surveillance software um, to, to the track government. people to the U.S. government at very below market rate prices, um, much below market rate to. Uh, suck up to them among other ways um so yeah i mean on the on the coinbase side it's probably i was a little bit surprised by it i it'll probably be mostly a fine um maybe they'll delist some of their shit that they allow on that platform um but uh on the binance side i don't know binance dot binance us is done it would they were always fucked i don't know what they were attempting to accomplish there I mean, we remember, you remember like Brian Brooks, Brooks came in. Yeah. There was like a bunch of different people that came in and left immediately. They were like, holy shit, like we're just breaking all the US laws. Like we can't operate. Like I'm just going to get sent to the gulag. Um, so, like, that was uh, like Binance US is totally fucking done. There's no, I, there's no shot that that thing still exists. Um, but on the Binance side, like they're going to, this is just the first shot on that. Like they're going to try and kill Binance. They're going to try and kill Tether. We, we've talked about that for a while. They're going to try and kill Bitfinex. Uh, these international exchanges, they will continue to go for. Um, anyone that says like, oh, I just don't serve U.S. clients, so I'm not. Like the U.S. government doesn't care about that. They've shown that with BitMEX. They've shown that time and time again. Um, they want you to bend the knee to them. That has been their MO. That will continue to be their MO. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but like I said, CZ is no amateur. No amateur at all. That's why like, I think they'll find a way. He's like the cockroach of the shitcoin casino industry. He's a fucking straight cockroach. <laughs> right. <laughs> so be aware. A lot of people freaking out. Bring it back to the prime trust thing. Like Matt said, we're hearing rumors on both ends that they're nearing death and positive rumors that they're going to be fine. Who knows what happens, but I think really driving home. Even if they're fine, like what business do they have? Yeah. Well, I think that, that exactly. It's like their business model, the way they operate as a massive trusted third party is the wrong way to build things. That's why companies like unchained river cash app have built their companies the way they do. They, 
build their own wallet infrastructure. They build their own exchange infrastructure. They control what they do. They've limited their third party reliance to such a point that they don't have these trusted third party security holes in their models. And this is something at least on the Bitcoin side, on the Bitcoin side. Yes. And this is something It's important to realize that it's impossible to have your own fiat infrastructure. Yes. Unless you buy a bank, Chef TX tried to do it and they got, they got, but I, I feel like even if you buy a bank, like it's still like, is it possible to actually own that infrastructure? Like, I feel like it's so interconnected and, corrupt that like you can't ever really own the fiat side no you can't but you can own the bitcoin side you can build the bitcoin infrastructure and you should and you should it's hard it's probably expensive takes a lot of very high caliber engineering talent which isn't easy to find but it's worth it and it's been proven to be possible obviously cash app has a lot of money a lot of the best engineering talent in the fintech space so they did it river took the long route unchained took the long route uh and they're i'm sure feeling relatively comfortable where they're sitting right now in the midst of all these rumors and coinbase and binance did too yeah and bitmex yeah i mean it used to be of course you would own your own bitcoin infrastructure like how could you not do anything else yeah and then essentially prime trust created this business model where prime trust was like yeah we'll just handle everything for you we have an API. You, you can just plug like in. It. Yeah. Yeah. That and was always the status quo. The status quo is to own your own infrastructure. And also a lot of times the infrastructure was implemented poorly and they got fucking hacked. Um, but that would, that's a whole different story. Yeah. And then that gets into like a whole other standard, which Unchained has really paid the path for, which is this idea if you're custing Bitcoin as an institution, as a service provider, as a company and you're interacting with clients, like something like a multi-institution, multi-sig should be the standard. So you're, it's essentially impossible to misappropriate user funds. Not impossible. Well, it's very hard and the probability of it happening decreases significantly because of the reputations involved. If you're spreading that reputational risk across multiple institutions, it's less likely that they're all gonna collude to destroy the reputations at the same time. I liked Wiz's troll tweet on your multi-institutional tweet. Um, no one's ever going to use liquid. Like that is, <laughs> it's literally the liquid model. It's interesting. Um, I mean, the liquid model is a massive multi-sig uh, Bitcoin custodian. Yeah. But nobody uses it. I shouldn't say liquid is never going to be successful. It has been gaining some traction. Say that with a hefty grain of salt, but... I've said I'm just before. saying that anyone who says that multi-institution, multi-sig is going to be the standard, I think should answer the question of why That's what why I was not about. liquid and why it hasn't been liquid. Liquid is too early. It launched too early. It still exists. Yeah, but it's like, it ex- that's the biggest problem with liquid. <laughs> they launched too early. It's existed for like six years now. No one's used it. And so it's just looked at as like, oh, it's not interesting. No one's used it for six years. Timing is important with product launches. And I love all the people at Blockstream. The people are bullish on Liquid. Um, but I think you launch that product, you, you got ahead of your bridges a little bit. I don't think that's the quote, but uh, you get what I'm trying to say here. And then yeah, there's definitely not an expression, right? Yeah, but then there's another thing. <laughs> you got ahead of your bridges. <laughs> I not, don't think that's... Your britches. Your britches. You put the cart before the horse. 
That's what I was trying oh, to say. Oh, is it britches or bridges? Britches. Well, you're made up of expression. Britches. With the T C H. Britches. Um and then there is a difference, like what Unchained does, like that's just native Bitcoin multisig. You don't have to lock it up in a side chain or whatever people are defining liquid as. I don't like getting into that semantics argument. I mean liquid's a multisig. It's like a big ass multisig. Yeah. You have like this whole token aspect of it too. Like the unchained lending desk model is much cleaner, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's like a bunch of different nuances there. I will see. I, you know, I'm definitely not going to say that liquid's going to be used. We'll see. Uh, the market has to kind of just prove that out. Um, but um, would you agree that it's a timing thing with liquid? Like, what if liquid launched next year? Do you think there would be more? excitement around it i think you know liquid attempts to solve two things two main things for end users like a big thing that it tries to solve is um you know uh when when fees are high on chain it helps because fees are lower on liquid uh and we just really haven't had high fees right um, there's just like people, we have high fees for like four weeks and people like completely lose their shit because they're just not used to high fees. Um, so that might change. I mean, I expect fees to go up with adoption. So maybe that changes something. And then the other thing is on the trader side, the big appeal of liquid is, you know, if a trader's already trusting a custodian, then they would prefer multi-institution multi-sig. Um, but if the custodians aren't getting rugged, then people get complacent, right? And then they don't care. So the ruggings continuing maybe proves that out to people. I mean, look, we're having the conversation right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not really useful to me, in, at least in its current state. Um, and it should be interesting. It's just, it's just inter- it was an interesting dichotomy when you said that. Like, the, the future is multi-institution, multi-sig, which I think a lot of people agree with that as a, as a comment. But then it is a very interesting question to ask yourself then, okay, if that's the case, then why is it not liquid and why is it not happening? Timing. Yeah. And then again, I think liquid adds some additional mental complexity to understand like the LBTC token, the LUSD. We're just... But not if your alternative is multi-institution, multi-sig on like a web browser with, you know, some proprietary multi-institution thing. No, I think that's much cleaner where it's like, hey, I have Bitcoin in this wallet address and to move the Bitcoin, you need two of the three institutions to move it. And there's no other LBTC or LUSD attached to it. It's just you have that mental unlock of, oh, um, one of these companies can't just unilaterally move my funds. Well, anyway, I didn't want this to be like a massive liquid because people should use it before we talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, people aren't using it because they launched yeah, it too early. I wonder if it's also like it's got to be like end user apps, right? Like it always comes down to like how is the user actually interacting with these things? There haven't been many end user apps. But yeah, I I don't know, Marty. The I go back and forth on this, and this is why. Look, at the at the core, it's extremely important that we have very easy self-custody tools that are getting easier every day, which they are. 
um, that we have very good accessibility for using and running your own node because to, op to interact with the global Bitcoin network, you need to use a node. And if you're not using your own node, you're using someone else's node and that's a centralization risk um, that can be pressured. So you want to be able to use your own node. It's important that we have those two tools. It's also very important that at least um, it's very important that we have, have tools like BTC Pay so that we can have circular economies um, where we're able to, instead of converting to, to fiat, uh, you're able to just buy goods and sell goods and services for Bitcoin directly and skip those uh, on-ramps and off-ramps. And in the short term, it's very important that we have things like RoboSats and Peach and HODL HODL that allow us to trade P2P uh, without you know, uh, centralized custodians that can be pressured. Um, I guess RoboSats is centralized, but anonymous. Uh, and so, and Peach and HODL HODL are centralized, but not custodial. But um, it's important that we have these tools uh, available to us uh, for the worst case scenarios. And then in like a middle scenario, multi-institution, multi-sig makes a lot of sense. But there is a scenario where the institutions get pressured, even though they're multi-sig. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's probably the darkest, most difficult timeline. Bitcoin is still fine in that situation, but it'd be bad news for Bitcoin companies in America. Yeah. That's why you'd want multi-jurisdiction, multi-institution to sort of stave that off. But even so, the long arm of the U.S. law is pretty long. Um Pressure yeah, can. they would have to like be in non-extradition uh, countries. Yeah, um, and then yeah, like that's I see another that. thing. Like Liquid has done that, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to like butt it's liquid, too early. But more liquid. It's too early. It's too early. It launched too early. Timing's important. Market wasn't ready for it. When it comes to thing like, and that's why I think the market's ready for something like Unchains, and that's the way I view like an unchained multi-institution model, it's like a bridge because people can see BlockFi and Celsius taking the Bitcoin that were used as collateral for dollar loans and then gambling it away to three hours capital and others and see a very stark example of, oh shit, this is the bad way to do it. Like I'll go to unchained where they literally cannot do this unilaterally. And even if they were to, I have a key in this quorum so I could see them doing it called bullshit sound the alarms where people in BlockFi and Celsius didn't have any of those assurances um, and the ability to even sound the alarm. So it's like a step. Then you normalize the multi-institution for products that sort of bridge the fiat and Bitcoin world. And then eventually you get to something like Liquid or Fediment even, where it's just all peer-to-peer -peer circular economy. You're building the products literally on Bitcoin with no interaction with the fiat world. Sorry, I'm distracted over here. I can see. I can see what's distracting you. You look like somebody just sent you a funny meme. Do you want to show the, the freaks? Um. <laughs> wow. This is very rude, freaks. I'm sorry. I'm going to no, apologize for that. It's it's not a funny meme. I'm trying to debate. I'm trying to, I'm on air right now. I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. Um, Just say it. I don't know if, if he's aware that I'm live. 
Hmm. It's a Bitcoin CEO. <laughs> oh, the Bitcoin <laughs> CEO. How's he doing? Say, no, it's a Bitcoin company CEO. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think he realizes, or maybe he does realize I'm live. But I don't know if I can actually say anything. Well, if we don't know who it is. Um, you're, you're just going to leave us all that, hanging. You're going to leave us all hanging. What? Like that. This is extremely, look at him. <laughs> look at Matt. This is like the equivalent of a blue check move right here. Just getting some, some hot information live on air, basking in that information, grinning about the, the information you just got, <laughs> letting us all know that he has some information that we don't, and he does not want to share it. Um, you're getting booed in the comments. <laughs> I, this is this is a bit of a bit don't feel forced to say it if you, you really can't well no i just i just asked can i say this on air absolutely um so Corey from swan just called me and then texted um and his he said for anyone following the prime trust trauma on Twitter, Swan migrated to Fortress and BitGo a couple of weeks ago. We moved because we could get back into all 50 states with our new partners. We had withdrawals available throughout the process and we have buys turned back on for about half our users already. Reoccurring plans should be working again next week. Breaking news. I mean, I think he's been saying similar on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but still, not your keys, not your coins, and uh, hold your, you know, withdraw and hold to self-custody always, forever. It's one good thing about Swan. They have auto withdrawals. If you are using Swan, make sure you use that, that functionality. Yeah, see, this is the part that, like, it bothers me a little bit, is, like, I hear, what did he, what did he say in my text? Did he say half of withdrawals are working for half of people? It's your text. I don't have it in front of me. We had withdrawals available throughout the process and we have buys turned on for half of our user. They keep saying withdrawals are live, but we even have, I'm seamless in the comments right now saying I can't withdraw. And I've, I've talked to people that say they can't withdraw, which is frustrating. Have you heard of any Swan users? That can, is there any other Swan users in the comments who can't withdraw? I mean, that's just like asking for people that don't like Swan to say they can't withdraw. But I mean, I've seen the tweets on Twitter. I haven't had anybody reach out to me personally. <clears throat> that's my perspective. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> no, and it's. I mean, definitely, definitely not a Roger Ver moment. <laughs> Roger Ver moment. <laughs> I literally said I was reading a statement from a CEO. So. Roger pretend he wasn't reading a statement and there was like a gun to his head outside of the frame. I mean that, but okay. Our shackles said he's been able to withdraw, but yeah, people are able to withdraw. And that's the other thing too. I think due to the fast evolving landscape, still trying to draw from block by <laughs> due to the fast moving land. Like, like we, we've been saying for almost six years now or for almost five years now, Get your coins off of the exchanges at every opportunity that you have. Ideally, stack sats in a non-KYC fashion. Sell your services, your goods for, yes. for Bitcoin. 
um, figure out how to do P2P trading. Um, but if you are using these exchanges, which let's just be honest, most people who acquire Bitcoin are using these services, um, particularly the Bitcoin only ones that are putting up a good fight and trying to do it the right way and provide people with signal, which is Bitcoin only, um, in this particular environment in the last six months, I, I think, uh, you should show some grace to these companies because they've had a lot of bank accounts rugged. They're getting rugged by third-party providers. They're scrambling, learning lessons themselves. Um, I would posture. Posture is not what I'm looking for. I would posit knowing a lot of these founders and individuals are they're on our team. They want Bitcoin to succeed. They're doing their best. And as, as you guys have seen, over the last year and a half, there's been a lot of shit that's been thrown at a lot of the founders in this space. A lot of problems they had to deal with. That's that's contemplating. I mean, that was closer to a Roger Ver statement. <laughs> I said, don't trust. Um, I said, get, get don't trust. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is what I'm trying to say. Just throw everything, just baby bathwater all down the Throw drain. the fucking just bath out. <laughs> Stay up with backsides, hold your own keys, boom, done. <laughs> I don't know, it's all just, it's all so crazy, Marty. It's all so I mean, tiresome. I remember like a year ago, people were saying it was fun to say, not your keys, not your coin. Um, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's objective bullshit. Um, I like that BTC Moon guy. Be unruggable. Yes, be unruggable. That's it, freaks. Be unruggable. It's the only option. Um, but I, yeah. There's trade-offs to everything. I think, I think people just keep learning a lesson, right? Yeah. And we just need to improve and move forward and constantly improve and be humble enough to realize we don't know everything and. That when you're most confident is 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 when you're going to get your kneecaps pulled out from underneath you. Yes, always be vigilant. Never get complacent. Be unruggable. Should we go next on the list? Wait till the bank runs continue. Like it's uh, there's so much shit hiding under the surface. Like the the fiat banks are, you know, that's so much shit is hiding under the surface right now. What did it took in 2008? In 2008, there was like seven months. There was like seven months of uh, quiet between Bear uh, the first major bank failures and everything else blowing up. Well, that's, I don't know if I said that here or in another show, maybe in TFTC, but that's we're in the eye of the storm right now. It's June 8th. We've got 22 days left in Q2 2023. So we'll begin to get financial disclosures from banks towards the end of July, beginning of August. And I think that's when things will get frothy again. The, the financials will show the flight of deposits from the regional banks, which will uncover some systemic weakness. So yeah, enjoy the eye while we're in it. Speaking of storms, what's going on with these fires in Canada, man? Is your tinfoil hat on at all? My tinfoil hat is up, perked. It's very what weird. they're saying they're lightning strikes or whatever. What New York is like straight Mad Max. Philly's yeah, Mad suppose, Max. I mean, today. the official story. The official story was there's a lightning storm that went through Canada and a bunch of different fires started at the same time because there was a bunch of different lightning strikes. So 
That's we, the official. My understanding of the official. Can we story. pull up the video, Logan? I know what video you know I'm talking about. I'm not even going to describe it. You know what I'm talking about. It's not what? in the show notes. I mean, you got to look it up on Twitter. I don't really care, but we can do that. No, it is weird. Is it a video of smoke or a video of a guy yelling? Smoke. I don't know what I you're talking about. I love you guys have two videos. The uh, No, the, there's a video of <laughs> it's cute. There's like some autists, like weather fan of on YouTube. Of all the fires going on at the same time. Right? Literally the same time. It's just very weird. Yeah. We don't have to die. Well, I mean, that's, it. I mean, that's like the official story accounts for that. Um, I'm not going to, you know, uh, rule out arson like that actually, you know, is it in hindsight is a very compelling uh, attack is burning a bunch of forests at the same time to put, you know, the Northeast under a massive smoke cloud. Um, it's pretty fucking crazy over there. Right now, from what I hear, um, Over Canada, I will say New York. the West, uh, all of the Northeast, but yeah, New York City is like fucking crazy right now. Um, but like, this is what you know the West Coast has been dealing with for a while. But maybe the West Coast is also coordinated arson. But I, either way, who the fuck gives a shit? Like, how does that affect me? There's bank runs happening. Well, that's the bank thing. Bank runs are continuing, Marty. That's the thing. Distraction. Bank runs happening. Banks failing. Quick, set the fires. Get the Mad Max going. I don't know. We don't have to go too far. I know you don't like my tinfoil hat musings, but it's just very odd. I just don't think that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that. Yeah. It's, it's right. not that I don't like your tinfoil hat musings. I think that's a cop out. I just don't think. Um, All right. We're pulling I just don't video. think I really care. I don't really care if, about this fire, but and there's no way we're going to be able to prove it, regardless. Either way, I mean, there's definitely not lightning yeah, strikes. I've seen this one. It's definitely not lightning Why? strikes because the air is clear over it. Look at it. I mean, I'm not a fucking meteorologist. I actually did take one meteorology class in college as an elective, and I can say with certainty with my one semester. Meteorology that this this seems suspicious to me. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I like I said, it's a very compelling. Uh, if it wasn't an attack, like it should, you know, it's a compelling attack for the future. If this is all it takes, is you know, you what drive around throw like Molotov cocktails out the window or something. <clears throat> um, yeah, know, the like California wildfires. Areas. I actually talked about those last week. They were actually stemmed from. A lack of maintenance on the the transformers. But how, how do you know? Like it could have just been someone driving around with Molotov cocktails. Like how is that a, more compelling theory? I think there was lightning? like videos of the transformers like sparking and maybe they maybe they made those videos. It could. Anything's possible. Those videos are real. Well, this is an AI podcast now, and like with AI, you can do anything. We have so. AI now. Yeah, Logan, what are your the, thoughts? The helicopters dropping napalm. We have someone in the comments saying helicopters dropping. That's exciting. Maybe. What I saw was a video of a guy yelling about how the government wouldn't let him and the people he knew try to put out the fires themselves. And they were like oh, stopped. Up. They like had bulldozers and stuff that they had. And the government told them, no, get out of here. You can't help. For your safety. For your safety, when like you some base, based rural Canadians with bulldozers. Yeah, yeah. with with his whole I, Canadian I can picture, accent, I can just pick, yelling I can angry. That in my head. 
Get out of here. We're trying to smoke out the New Yorkers. Maybe this is an attack from Canada on the U.S. Maybe they had enough. They said, hey, this is too much. I mean, look, if you want to talk about conspiracy theories, Marty, I think you're really trying to suppress uh, my blue check manifesto. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the blue check is just a taste of what's to come. And you and the other blue checks are just trying to suppress it. So you'll be happy to know um, you got to I told you I went on Max Gagliardi's podcast yesterday. They'll be out next week. I think you'll appreciate my commentary on on Twitter and Elon. I don't think so. I don't, I mean, not as long as the blue check's there. I'm a, you know, I'm I guess a, we'll see. We'll see when I listen to it. Okay. Here, I'm a fifth column blue checker. Okay. I'm a yeah. fifth column. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All the cop outs. All the cop outs. I am a fifth That's column. Just own it, Marty. Just own it. <laughs> I'm a fifth column blue check. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm inside to let you all know what's going on at Bohemian Grove. Okay. All right. We're on too much of a tantrum. Okay. We've got more stuff on. He's going to. Marty's going to scan his eyeball to post a longer Twitter video. <laughs> We've got more stuff to talk about. Uh, a few freaks weren't aware. There was a big hack on Atomic Wallet this week. Uh, they lost $35 million of users' funds. Uh, was not a secure wallet, which you freaks should know. We've, <laughs> never, we've never shilled it, and we only shill secure wallets here, or tried to. Uh, North Korea's Lazarus oh. Group is likely behind this. Elliptic is saying this. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you want to put if you want to put the tinfoil hat on, like this could be bullshit too. I mean, I don't know, um, but yeah, Elliptic is a surveillance company, uh, and they're blaming it on the North Koreans. Um, yeah, tinfoil hat. Who knows is on. who did it? Like these are like sophisticated hackers. Why would they keep sending like stolen funds to wallets that are identified as theirs? It's so easy to because spin they don't really care. They don't. They don't really care if they're known, and they just care if it's just stolen. If it's, it can be seized from them, right? Um. So I mean, that part isn't that unrealistic. Uh. So so Atomic Wallet is interesting because it was a, sh a massive shitcoin wallet. But what most people don't realize, at least our like the freaks, our audience don't realize, um. That the most used wallets are tend to be the shittiest. Oh, oh, oh! Breaking like, news! Breaking news! Breaking news! I'm sorry. Like Trust Wallet is by Binance. They have millions of users, um, and Ledger have found a vulnerability in their uh, what was it? Their browser extension wallet um, within like three days. So Atomic Wallet was was claimed to be a self custody wallet. Uh, it was closed source. No one could actually verify the code. Uh, and they either had a vulnerability in it that got hacked by North Koreans or someone else, um, or it was an exit scam. And there's no real way for us to tell either in either way. And, and that's why it's important to use wallets that are well reviewed, um, that are that that you can actually verify the source, um, and ideally offline. So it adds another another element of protection there because if it's offline. It makes it much more difficult naturally uh, to steal your funds remotely. Okay, the continue, Marty. The North Koreans can't get your offline funds. Breaking news: BitGo has reached a preliminary agreement to acquire Prime Trust. There you go. Here's the positive news: consolidation. I mean, I think that proves that they they were in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Yep, it seems like good news for everyone that was uh, exposed to that third party. Yeah. 
Um, so Bitco. I would say preliminary talks, though, is usually... Uh, Don't forget, Binance was in preliminary talks with FTX at one yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to phrase that. Um, <laughs> Mike Belshi's going to come out tomorrow and say, we looked at the books and uh, we're not going forward. Kidding. Yeah. That's what um, that's what CZ did. That's what CZ did. I mean, just, uh, just hold your own fucking keys. I don't know. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. What, hold your that fucking keys? That sounds good. That sounds like a good idea. Huh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, preliminary talks, prime trust. But that's, I mean, look, that's good. No matter how you feel about any of these companies, look, I don't want to see people lose money. Um, I don't want to see institutions fail. I'm not asking, I'm not cheering the failure of institutions. It's an observation and an expectation. And that's why it's important. We have freedom tech to give us an option to protect ourselves. Yes. Agreed. Like I said, people are working with our problems. Don't agree with all their models, but you never want to see people lose their money. Um, all right, we're on to like the somewhat software update section. It's going to be a shorter rep today. Matt and I both have family in town that we want to go spend time with, so we're going to keep it on the shorter end. Uh, so we have like no software updates. Yes, but we do have boost from last week, and I think this may be the most boosted episode in RHR history. Since oh, that's I mean a big claim. Are you sure about that? I think so. Just going off pure memory, yeah. feeling, gut, intuition here. Top three boosts. Well, before we get all six figures. That's awesome. Thank you, freaks. Um, before we get there, I mean, we don't have any software updates, but one thing I did notice. Um, when I was like looking through real quick, making the list is uh, Primal, Primal.net, the Noster client released uh, Zap integration. And I just want to say it is fucking clean. And I just really, I really enjoy sending people sats and receiving sats on Noster. It's just a very rewarding experience. So you never just a huge shout out to the Primal team for you making never, it very easy. You never zap me. I have a no. I don't zap blue checks. Well, I'm not blue check. I'm purple check on Noster. And I'm a fifth column blue, blue checker. Check. I'm a fifth column blue yeah, check. No zaps for blue checks. No zaps for blue checks. <laughs> now I have to wait. Resist. The opportunity cost. No pods. No bugs. No checks. Will you? Will you zap me more than eight dollars worth of Bitcoin a month if I take the blue check away? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to pay you for 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 freedom you should just you should just do it and see what happens yeah it's hot commodity on the market you know, just... <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that um another all right while we're done one thing i noticed that we've been talking about you should probably be aware of lnd version 0.16.3 i believe yes. has been released and it seems slash to beta slash beta what is beta are you beta i'm not beta <laughs> But this release, most recent LD release, fixes some of the problems they've been having with force close. So if you're mitigates mitigates two vectors, Lalu said. Um, so if you're running LD and you've been witnessing a lot of force closes that you didn't initiate, um, you might want to update to this version. I have been experiencing that. Yes. 
The freaks might be aware. Yes, we've been talking about it. That's why I brought it up. Oh, um, wow. Rizzo coming in hot. Peter Phillip. Phillip. Did you see Peter got hacked so bad this week? Marty I eats. forgot about that. Yeah, I had to... T- Peter, you're not on my Bitcoin list right now because your hacker was dropping way too many M-bombs. And uh, it, was, it was clogging up the feed. It was really weird. It was a weird hacker. Philip. I don't eat, I don't eat seed oils. My wife, my wife has actually become like a seed oil Nazi. She's inspecting the ingredients of everything, so... That's fake news. Uh, I do have a blue check. Marty eats seed oils and has a blue check. It's also tiresome. Philip, I'm a fifth column blue check. Okay, deal with it. You You need me. You You want me. You can't. You you all want me with the blue check. Believe me. I know things that you don't know, and I can just tell you. That you you Repent. guys want me as a blue check. I need to get all this so information. So hypocritical, man. It's so, so you're going to be using the CBDC to pay for your fucking blue check while you're scanning your eyeballs and eating the bugs, living in the pot. No, that's the thing. So this is this is my one major, seriously, the major pushback with the, the blue check. Hatred, if it gets to that point, I'm just not going to use Twitter anymore. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Rabbit hole recap. The reason I'm starting this now is because it's going to age beautifully. Because you're just going to... I'm telling you, hey, listen to Max Agliari. Frog, I think it'll be... Frog boil. It's a frog boil thing, man. I think, it's a I th- frog boil thing. It's just going to get more and more intense on the verification side. And y'all are just going to keep complying. Oh, we actually do have a story to talk about that too. Um, out of the UK. We'll get to that after the top four boost of the week. Rabbit hole recap 255. The debt ceiling does not exist. At Z-Man 60, 111,111 sats, ones across the board, palindrome boost. I really appreciate the grit and integrity the show brings every week. I love that. I love that grit and integrity is two great things to be called. It takes a lot of bravery to stick your neck out in today's world like these two guys do on RHR, TFTC, and Citadel Dispatch. I'd like to help in any way I can. Well, thank you, Z-Man. This boost goes a long way in helping us and letting us know that we're providing you value. It makes us feel very good. At underscore... Cheers, Rick. Appreciate you. T. Dudenhofer, 107,000 sats. Long overdue mega boost. Hearing Marty read out pee-pee-poo-poo on air last week. Well, you just heard it again. Uh, on last week's show, had me in pain from laughing too hard. My wife didn't seem see the humor, but she doesn't. she just doesn't fucking get it. Thanks for the great shows, boys. Thank you. Thank you. At Thanks, Auburn. Rick. Appreciate the support. Underscore Citadel. 100,000 sats. Staying humble. It's good to hear you're staying humble. Thank you for the boost, Auburn Citadel. At Chancellor on Brink. 77,777 sats. Sevens across the board. Palindrome boost. Sam Orb dude can scan my brown eye. That means his butthole. <laughs> Could you imagine people lining up to the orb and just like uh. <laughs> Marty would do it for a blue check. <laughs> Could you imagine if every time you had to sign in the Twitter, you had to turn around and show your butthole to the camera? It's basically what you're doing right now. Yeah. Fucking want, Sam Altman, man. You want me with the blue Did check? You see Sam Altman released a, uh, what he's like the main, he led the funding round for this, uh, 
Bitcoin denominated life insurance company. I did not see that. That came out this week. I just thought it was interesting that he was involved in it. Immediately made me suspicious. What is the insurance company? I don't know. I didn't put it on the list. Doesn't really matter. He's taking a super position. If WorldCoin doesn't work out, he needs some Bitcoin exposure, you know. Don't use the WorldCoin Bitcoin insurance product. Beware, freaks. Beware. Um, Speaking of dystopian nightmares, blue checks, orbs. This was a really interesting thread that came out of the UK. Uh, I put it in Slack. Um, I'll I'll like it in Slack. There it is. So this uh, this woman, Caroline. Uh, let me pull it up on my computer so I can actually read it. Caroline Farrow. Again, don't know the context here. It looks like she's in a personal riff with like uh, the the police constable over there, but she tweeted some things out. And it seems like the hate speech laws in the UK are escalating. And the, what Caroline is going through right now is a bit scary and very Orwellian. So I'm just going to read parts of the thread to give you guys an insight into how draconian the hate speech laws are getting in the UK, particularly on Monday afternoon, my solicitor received a bizarre communication from Surrey police solicitors. He thought it had to do with my civil claim against them. After some miscommunication, they sent through a bundle for a court hearing. I'm due in court tomorrow morning. The police ask that physical paperwork relating to the court hearing against me in two days was withheld from me. They wanted me to go to court hearing without access to the accusations and alleged evidence. Surrey police have applied for a stalking protection order as a result of material I posted on Twitter. On page one of the bundle reported misgendering is cited. So this woman misgendered somebody on Twitter and this is what's happening to her now. Here are the prohibitions they are seeking tomorrow morning. I will be assigned an offender manager. I will not be allowed to use any social media, social networking, gaming, dating site without this person's written permission, having supplied them with usernames and passwords for all sites within three days. In addition, the following requirements are added. Allow police officers to enter your registered addresses between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. to conduct a risk assessment, monitor devices, and manage compliance of the order. Two, provide your offender manager with any mobile, digital, internet-enabled devices for examination, review, and monitoring purposes immediately upon request. You must also provide your offender manager with any access pins, passwords, or patterns. Examinations may be completed manually on scene or can entail them seizing your devices for examination by agencies contracted by the police for that purpose, failing to disclose the existence of a device in your possession to your uh, excuse me, offender manager will count as a failure to comply with this condition. Number three, re-register home address every 12 months at a police station. Number four, provide your offender manager with a list of all mobile, digital, or internet-enabled devices that you own or have access to. The list must be provided within three days of the order being granted or within three days of any changes. The police officer says this, I believe that while presenting a significant interference with the respondent's Privacy rights, it is an appropriate course of action in the circumstances. So this is pretty scary. So what's your take? Uh, The UK hate law speech are really escalating. Apparently this woman has to do all this because she misgendered somebody in a tweet. You want to know what my take is, Marty? What? Anyone that complies with the blue check program is part of the problem. (laughs) 
It's I a good think, take. It's a good take. I I'll think, give you that. It's a good take. Do you know why? Why Why do I say that? Because they're able to identify her. Or they will be able to yeah. identify everybody. It's It's a dangerous, slippery slope that users are being verified online. Human users are being verified online. And that... It is, it is extremely clever by Elon that he bundled it together with the, the blue check premium paid whatever bullshit, pay dollars a month. Because if he was actually just going and just mass verifying users, I think there'd be a lot more pushback. But instead, the mass verification is almost treated as a, as a side effect of just, you know, purchasing premium services and people, so people think they're purchasing a product, which is the blue check and the premium services that come with it. But the blue checks themselves are the product and it's, it becomes this like soft incentive. So like I've, if people have been paying attention, um, I might've been, I've angered a lot of blue checks on Twitter lately. Uh, but one of my, uh, someone I have deep respect for, Deep respect. A lot of people I have deep respect for, including Marty, uh, have blue checks, and and some people have have taken my commentary, um, and have been personally offended and have made uh, arguments for why they do it. I want you to and know that one, I don't take it personally. Well, you should. Uh, one blue check. That, <laughs> I love you, Marty. Um, one blue check that I have a lot of respect for is Madex. Madex is a fantastic artist. Um, he does a lot of Bitcoin freedom focused art. Um, and he said, I need the blue check, um, because I'm a struggling artist and all the grifters are able to have way more exposure than me. And it lets me get more exposure. But that's the insidious part of the whole thing, because it doesn't, if everyone can get a blue check and verify themselves, or most people can, because let's be honest, some people might not even be able to do the verification and get that blue check. But if most people can verify, you're actually not getting more exposure. What you're doing is you're limiting the exposure of the people that don't verify. It's this gun to your head kind of moment. If you're this struggling artist and you're trying to get this, uh, your product exposure out there, if you don't verify, you're at a disadvantage. So it's this soft incentive to essentially try and verify every user on the platform um, I think it's a slippery slope. I think the verifications get more severe, not less severe. Um, and I think this is basically like the test run. It's the it's the start run. And, and basically, event, eventually we'll be in a situation where platforms like Twitter are just completely unusable uh, if you don't verify your, your – you don't verify yourself. Um, and when you have corrupt governments and you have governments that are attacking freedom of speech – you know, there's two ways you can fight it, right? You can fight it in the courts, um, and I wish those people good luck. Uh, but uh, you can also f- fight it through Freedom Tech tools, and I would like to see. You know, that's where Nostra becomes really interesting to me. But also, like Twitter, like while centralized, was an important tool for freedom for a long time, and it's it's just it's disappointing to see it go down this path, and it's disappointing to see so many people that I respect. Uh, kind of not realize the writing on the wall and, and be complicit in it. I'm fifth column, so I completely agree with you, and I'm in there <laughs> to make sure that, that I get the information necessary to warn Fucking everybody. Traitor, 
No, that's what I told Max. Treasonous bastard. I completely agree with everything you just said. Like I can totally frogs <laughs> boiling in water. I'm a part of the problem. All that stuff. We need to get the Elon and be like, yo, email enlightening invoice. Just go that go that path. That's how you save it. He's not going to listen. That's ideally how you do it. We're yeah, and I'm, once again, the payment is a distraction. Um, the payment's like he knows how Bitcoin works. The payment's a distraction. He, 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 know, he knows how Bitcoin works. Tesla modified BTC Pay Server and then reported a severe vulnerability when they accepted Bitcoin. Like they did it the sovereign way when they accepted Bitcoin. Like That's he knows exactly. He knows he can accept Bitcoin for blue checks. He knows he doesn't need to actually verify a phone number to accept payment and, and take a billing address and take a credit card. He wants control. He wants to verify people. He has fuck. Have you ever heard of Neuralink, Marty? Yes. Have you ever seen how many cameras are on Teslas? Yes. You got you to gotta listen to the Max Aliardi podcast when it drops. I define what we're in right okay. now is like people are like rah, rah. Tucker's back. Free speech is back on Twitter. But this is like the honeymoon period. Free speech. Before, before That's the, the genius, out. man. He got so many anti-establishment so-called like free speech influencers to all verify their identities. Y'all are suckers. You're all complicit. I don't want to hear that fifth column bullshit. I'm fifth column. I'm coming back. Logan, with, cut the stream. I'm coming back. Stay with humble high, stack set. I'm coming back with high quality <laughs> Bohemian Grove information. Okay. Use uh, Noster. Definitely use Noster. Um, another software update. Well, before <laughs> we go to the software update, um, that stuff in the UK is scary. Like, free speech does not exist in the UK anymore. The fact that this woman is having her house quartered by police because she misgendered somebody on a social media platform is patently insane. They're getting access to all of her passwords and information. British freaks, UK freaks. You guys got to figure it out over there in American freaks. It could come to us very quickly. I mean, that's like, and I mean, that's a draconian step that's like a bit, a bit jarring to see in the UK. Literally quartered yeah, I agree. in her house. Every blue check's complicit. Yes. Um, not really a software update, more of a release. Green light by Blockstream. Scalable non-custodial lightning infrastructure is now open to developers. So they oh, announced, yeah, this is big. They announced green light two years ago. Um, and so now it's... Now it's open. Anybody wants to build on it, so this is cool to see. All right, that was the only that was the only software update I put on the list. Yeah, Greenlight is a non-custodial lightning it's as a, a service one. for businesses. I so, will say the big trade-off is it doesn't really help on receiving. Like you need to have your app open to receive on Lightning, but it makes it makes uh, it, it has a really nice trade-off balance for sending uh, in a self-custody way on Lightning. Yeah. Be aware. Wannabe Retter is asking, was it the Kiwi Farms Catholic lady? I think it might have been. So I don't know if, like, this particular story, like, they're doing something crazy with her. I don't know what she did. I just saw this thread. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, shout out to Blockstream. Shout out to Christian Decker. Shout out to Lisa. Anybody who worked on this. Like we said, Lightning Service providers have provided a good service to the market, but. They could act as a very... Greenlight's really cool. 
a very big uh, centralizing force on the Lightning Network. So to see a non-custodial Lightning as a service, it's pretty cool. Yeah, basically, like everything runs in the cloud, but your keys are held on your phone, right? And this is a developer preview, but the the truth of the matter is that something like Greenlight is what's going to be used by app developers, right? So the end users are not even going to know they're using Greenlight. Um, but but the goal is the goal that we all want, right? Which is a more sovereign way to use Lightning easily on your phone without necessarily running your own node and, and learning all of like channel management and all this other shit. Um, and Greenlight is a, is a big win in that direction. It's, it's great to see them ship. Nice. Shout out to Blockstream. Shout out to Greenlight. Shout out to anybody building out there. Thank you for doing what you do. Last thing we have on the list today uh, is this really scary iOS malware uh, operation tri- triangulation. Um, I guess this team discovered this this malware on their own system and reported it. What's going on here, Matt? This is your bread and butter. It comes in through iMessage. It's a malicious iMessage uh, message. Target, <laughs> malicious target iOS device receives a message via the iMessage service with an attachment containing exploit without any user interaction, which is the most important part. The message message triggers a vulnerability that leads to code execution. The code within the exploit downloads several subsequent stages from a CNC server that include additional exploits for privilege escalation. After successful exploitation, a final payload is downloaded from the CNC server that is a fully featured APT platform. The initial message and the exploit in the attachment is deleted. So you could be sleeping and this could happen to your phone. You would have no idea. Pretty much. And the only reason they figured it out was because they were monitoring their network traffic. And then because it's hard to analyze iOS, they you know, analyze iPhones, they had to take a backup and then analyze the backup. So um, we don't know. This is, this is, it seems like you essentially get full access to the iOS device. Um, but we don't really know the full repercussions. Uh, but this is uh Pretty big. Basically, this is a Marty be aware moment is why I put it on the list. Um, it's just there's there's a threat actor out there that's essentially able to to hack your iOS devices with just an iMessage that you can't see yeah. after it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know the severity of it, but it seems like they have full access to your device. Yeah. Be aware. Hopefully Apple's on, on the case. <laughs> there you go. Be aware. A <laughs> uh, lot going on in the world. This is why cold storage is important, freaks, by the way, is because we just have to operate under the situation that all of our devices that are connected to the internet are compromised at any given time, um, which sucks, should not be the case. We do not want to live in that kind of situation. But at the very least, if we're going to keep our wealth in something like Bitcoin, it is absolutely paramount that we can do it in a way where it just never touches the internet. And I don't think people truly appreciate how amazing that is, that you can generate Bitcoin keys offline, you can receive Bitcoin to them, and you can just hold those offline and never put them on an internet-connected device and still use Bitcoin. is fucking crazy. It's fundamentally different 
than like creating an account on a centralized, you know, bank portal or something like that, or like a PayPal or a Venmo or a Robinhood. Yeah. It's a scary world out there, freaks, but at least we have each other. At least we come in, into this corner of the internet once a week. We gather, we talk, we fight. Make fun of each other. I thought we had each other, and then a bunch of my friends got the blue check, man. Weren't you blue checked at one point? Never. Never blue checked. Wash your mouth out with soap. (laughs) Fucking blasphemy. (laughs) I denied the blue check when it wasn't even paid. It's not about the payment. It's the verification. It's true. I'm happy to meet here. We can work out. We'll be in person next week. We got a party rip next week in Nashville. Yeah, I'm excited, Marty. I'm excited to host you. I'm as well. It's gonna be a fun week in Nashville. I'm, I was very happy to find yeah, out yeah. yesterday that the golf tournament's a scramble. I was worried, as you know, you've golfed with me once. If if it was not a scramble, <laughs> it would take a while for our group. <laughs> I did a charity uh, skeet shooting. It looked like fun. Way less, way less demoralizing than a golf outing. There's like you, you know. It's just, uh, I feel like the bar is, the bar is just way, it's just way easier. Yeah. yeah Parker, <laughs> way made easier me, than golf. Parker made me aware it's a scramble yesterday. I was like, thank God. Like what's the worst that can happen in a golf? Sh- I guess you could shoot someone. I, that would actually be pretty negative, but no one got shot. But the bullets you probably won, aren't like, like lethal, right? It's skeet shooting. No, it's bird shot. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you just Dick Cheney though. somebody that dude um, survived. Humbly, humble brag. But like, my point is, is like, even if you're shitty, it's like, okay, well, like, what you like, miss your four shots, and then you go to the next station. But like, if you're shitty in golf, it just deteriorates real quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. But anyway, first first annual Bitcoin Park Golf Classic. Very excited for. It. We're playing at the uh, the best golf course in Tennessee. Only the best for Bitcoiners. Okay, even in a bear market. I think it's called a golf club of Tennessee, too. It's good did, Gary, did Gary Gensler re- respond to our invite? Is he going to be there? Gary will not be there. Damn it. So we could talk some sense into him. Just kidding. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. We didn't invite Gary. But I'm excited yet. to host you. And, uh, I mean, we're all filled up for the golf classic, but... Um, we're going to have a full day of great Bitcoin content, uh, cold beer, good food. Next Wednesday, um, June 14th. Um, so consider coming to the park. It'll be good. Bitcoinpark.com slash meetup to RSVP. BitDevs next Please Wednesday? RSVP if you're going to come. Like, BitDevs is the day before. Tuesday night? BitDevs is on the 13th. Tuesday yeah. night. Which is after golf. It's like golf, bit devs, and then the next day is a full day of Bitcoin content and good beer and cold beer and good food. It's a good combination. No Bud Light though, right? <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're going to get Bud Light for you because the Blue Checks drink Bud Light. <laughs> we have some saved for you. You know, it's cheaper now. It's a great way to stack more sats. Is you just buy the Bud Light. It's a lot cheaper. You put a koozie on, people don't let people know you're actually drinking it. 
save some save some cuck bucks Dude, to turn them in the sets. I hate to break it to y'all, but I was looking down on you for drinking Bud Light this whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, we've got a swan withdrawal update from Michael Lynch Lancelotti. Hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Maybe it's Lancelotti. Withdrawals are temporary being processed in batches. It may take up to one business day. So it looks like being processed in batches within a day. Yeah, just look, it seems overwhelmingly likely that everything will be fine in this situation. Learn from it. Hold your own keys. Get comfortable. Improve your setup over time. I mean, you can be at peace. For all the following bank runs that happened, you can be at peace. You won't have to worry about it. You won't have to care what someone says on Twitter or anything like that. You can just shit post, hold your own keys, sit in a brook, be at peace. Find find your proverbial proverbial brook, freaks, where you're unbothered, you you're moisturized. Enjoy your weekend. I love that meme. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love. Take care.